Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Forever in Bloom. Another Tuesday, another blooming day. Hey, Nicole, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jane. I'm pretty good. It is so sunny out in Toronto. I cannot believe it. It is officially summer here, and I could not be more excited. How are you? I'm doing great, actually. And not really too much to complain about on my end of things. Other than I'm going to take you guys on a little bit of a story about my morning that I just had (laughs) before jumping on this call to record with Nicole. We had every intention of meeting at 11 a.m. Right now it's 11.45. (laughs) Every intention of meeting at 11. I woke up this morning naturally at 8 o'clock in the morning. Love. Which was big love. Because, I mean, as you guys know from previous episodes, I was really struggling with my sleep schedule and I was waking up at like noon, uh-huh. but now my body has like finally reset. So woke up at eight o'clock and I was like, perfect. Tomorrow's Memorial Day in the States, so everything's closed. So I was like, I need to pick up my groceries. I'm having a game night tonight with my friends. So I was like, I got to go pick up some fun like little snacks, drinks. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to Target just to buy a bunch of random kind of like beauty things. So mm-hmm. I was fully ready to wake up, go and have a great morning running errands. Be bopping around. I go to Target, go to Trader Joe's. Everything's great. I'm having such a good morning. I'm like, this is 10 out of 10. Then I go to get on the highway to go pick up my groceries. I do curbside pickup and I get on the freeway entrance and it's it's the wrong entrance. I am going <laughs> like a mile and a half past where I wanted to go because there was no exit to get off on where I wanted to go. So mm-hmm. I end up at this like trailhead exit where there's really no other way to go unless I go back on the highway and go the other direction, which usually wouldn't be an issue. But as I was driving, knowing full well that I made the mistake and I was going the wrong way, I'm looking <laughs> at the other side of the highway, completely backed up, bumper to yeah. bumper for the entire mile and a half that I'm driving on the highway. And I'm like, great massive accident the only way to get back to where i need to go and i'm about a mile and a half away from my home like literally so close but so far so i pull over and i'm on google maps on ways trying to figure out where i need to go and the only way it's taking me is like on the freeway so i'm like okay yeah let me filter it down to being like avoid the freeway because it was like it's only gonna take you six minutes in traffic and i was like that is not six minutes of traffic so (laughs) i put it in and what would normally be about an eight minute drive 35 minutes 35 minutes all through like back road country washington like switchbacks left right and center i mean every curve is like 20 miles an hour just so (laughs) sharp and as i'm driving i'm trying to keep myself in check and being like you know what this is why i got up early i have time i have my coffee i'm listening to my music i'm just gonna enjoy this little extra drive then i get to a two-way stop another like freeway entrance thing and i am stopped another car comes and i'm like going halfway through the intersection he just decides it's a great time to turn (gasps) and i'm not kidding we were like within like a foot of each other oh my god hitting and we're like stopped middle of the intersection and i'm looking at him being like wtf my bro what are you doing yeah and he's looking at me being like blah hands up in the air being like what are you doing and i was like this is not happening so i literally just like (laughs) curve around him continue driving and at this point, I'm just like angry. I still have another 25 yeah. minutes to get to the grocery store. It is 10.45. I'm supposed to call Nicole and start this recording at 11. I have all these groceries in my car. <laughs> and stuff that I got from Trader Joe's was frozen. By the time I got home, mm-hmm. not frozen. Not frozen. Mm-mm. Are you kidding me? <sighs> so then I eventually make it to the grocery store, pick up my groceries, rush inside. And now here we are. I was just so annoyed. <laughs> 
because I had every intention I was going to come home and I was going to shower, have a little snack, then jump on and record. We have not showered. We have not had a snack. <laughs> we are going, going, going. And then I'm also meeting my Seattle mom, Arlene. We've talked about her before. I'm meeting her for like burgers and beers around like 1.30 this afternoon. And so now I'm also like, great, and I need to figure out how I'm going to shower and have my hair dry within the next for that. hour and 40 minutes <laughs> while also recording. And then we've got everyone coming over to watch the basketball game and have a little game night. I don't know much about basketball, but I am slowly becoming a little b-ball girl watching the NBA finals. Tonight's the Miami <sighs> Heat Sport. and the Celtics, the something Celtics <laughs> playing. The Celtics Warriors, they're playing. Well, the Warriors are in the finals already. And this is to decide who they are going to be playing against. Is it going to be the Miami Heat or the Celtics? Celtics what, though? Um, Maybe Cleveland? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, <laughs> let me look. Um, Boston. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. The Boston Celtics. They're not even. God, it's a full-time job being stupid, you guys. But big into the sport world now. and Okay. You sound really into it. Like, you sound... You sound like you're going I'm actually excited. <laughs> oh, cute. It's actually been really enjoyable to watch. And it's nice to like watch it with someone that it's fun. actually cares about basketball and knows about it and doesn't get mad at you for asking questions. So I'm loving that. I love that. I feel like basketball and hockey are like one of the two funnest sports to like watch. I agree. Yeah. I'm so thankful it's not football. I mean, like love football. Why does it take five years to play two minutes? The entire sport is built around moving inch by inch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah literally yard by yard (laughs) it's just like the entire game it's so painful like i get it but i will also just watch the highlights like highlights are fun much easier 15 minutes perfect i would love to watch all of that in one go instead of sitting through a four-hour game the only time i'll watch a full football game is a if i like get tickets and i go watch it live that would be fun 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 experience camaraderie we love the energy or super bowl and i'm usually just there for the snacks let's be real (laughs) The snacks are the best part and just like a party atmosphere. Snacks, midtime, midtime show? What is that thing called? The halftime show. <laughs> yeah, the halftime show. <laughs> we loved a midtime show. Uh, and yeah, so <laughs> that is everything to update y'all on my end. Everything else is pretty normal. Nicole and I are going to Vegas next weekend. We are going to Vegas. How random. And crazy. <laughs> how random, truly how random. Yep. Uh, Vegas girls weekend. Me, Nicole, and my roommate, Kim. We are all going, and we're just going to have the full Vegas experience. I'm super excited. We're going to go to a club, and we got to pick what DJ we want to go see, because there's, like, Diplo. We can go see DJ Polly D. Wait. Okay, we already chose one. Him. <laughs> Done. I know. That's, that's, I already told Kim that. I was like, okay, great. We are going to see DJ Polly D. Because he's the only one I want to see. Yeah, we're just gonna we're going for how many days? Three days? Um, something like I, that. Genuinely, I don't know. Only because both my flights there and back are both red eyes. So does it count? What? Where am I? Like I don't know. Yeah, you're not really gonna know. <laughs> no, both of them are red eyes, and they both have layovers. And one of my layovers is four hours in the middle of the night. Mm. <laughs> Super fun. So fun. So it'll be worth it though. But I mean, it's, I feel like it's a trip you can really only do once. I mean, you can go to Vegas as many times as you want. But for me, it's a trip I will only do once. <laughs> exactly. And like, this is the perfect age to do it. I am very excited. I'm very excited for the hot weather too. I, mm. I love it is very hot in Toronto. I feel like 
Nevada desert is a different type of hot. Exactly. It's not like the humid hot that you get in Toronto, for sure. No. And I mean, right now in Washington, it is rainy and honestly kind of cold. So I'm just excited to be in the warmth as well. Go to a pool bar during the day and just kind of get like a little pool cabana, drink with the girls, just have fun. I'm excited. I, Jane and I are not clerb people, if you could tell. (laughs) We are not bar people. We are not clerb people. We are not going out people. But ever so often we'll find ourselves in a situation where we're at a club or we're like, in europe somewhere classic having a drink at four o'clock in the morning like, yep. <laughs> just like it we find ourselves in these situations and vegas is just being one of those situations expect a very big update or a very long update the following episode cannot wait for that episode i feel like we're gonna have so many fun stories and i'm gonna try and do like some little voice memos for you guys while mm. we're like out and about little drunk updates of where we're going what's happening i'm hoping that nothing too crazy happens but i mean what happens in vegas it's not going to stay in vegas it's going to come on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) what happens in vegas is content for the podcast (laughs) yeah no i'm very excited i needed a little bit of an escape a little bit of a break from just life life, you know Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes it just gets to you it does and i mean this will be your official birthday celebration because obviously we couldn't be together for your birthday exactly so now we get to meet up somewhere fun that neither of us have been. I mean, I've been to Vegas, but the last time I was at Vegas, I was a ripe eight years old. So <laughs> I was excited about going to the toy store with the big piano that you can step on. <laughs> yeah. This time, going to be a little different. Different trip. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. How was your week, Nicole? Give us a little update. I feel like I kind of went off the rails a little bit there and <laughs> blurted out everything, but my coffee has really hit this morning. <laughs> I love that for you. My week has been very fun. Weather has been incredible. Last night, I actually went to a pottery class Mm. with two of my friends from high school, and we had an amazing time. Class was like almost three hours long. (laughs) It was very long. I love that. But we originally were supposed to do this class in April. We got an email the day of saying, class is canceled. So sorry. The next time we were all free to do it, was now which is the end of may so two months wow (laughs) of like not doing the class and then i email her the day before like this woman again saying just checking in i know we two months ago we said this was the day want to make sure that like you're good she replies oh my god i completely forgot about you guys class is full great but let me see what i can do (laughs) and me and my friends are just like are you kidding me this was two months ago and you already canceled on us. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So luckily, they could squeeze us in. So this poor instructor yeah. was like sprinting around the entire class because her class was extra full. So there was like 15 people there probably all trying to do projects and try to get her help and try to like learn what's going on. Right. But we all had to do a mug or like a planter or something molded by your hands. Completely yeah. from scratch, like just molded with your hands. And then we did a pottery wheel like so we got the pottery clay we like made a plate on the wheel and when i tell you it was so much fun oh my god i was having a blast the pottery wheel thing was so cool i've never done anything like that and it was so cool to just like the slightest millimeter of your finger moving changes the shape of the pottery or the like changes the shape of the plate Mm -hmm. so it was so cool like seeing the technique and seeing how easily the instructor does it because she obviously has like years of experience yeah then you're over here like trying to like make all these shapes and like with your hands trying to mold it but it was 
so much fun i honestly we're gonna go back i had truly such a blast but that was honestly the highlight of my week i think we'll see what they look like in four weeks when we get to go pick them up but <laughs> yeah i think they'll look okay but who knows <laughs> i mean even if they're not the best thing it's just cool to have something that like you made with your own two hands yes but then i find like where do you put it like what do you do with it i put it on a little shelf <laughs> okay I mean, I don't have that many places to put things in my Toronto shoebox, but I'll find a place. Well, that's exciting. I'm so happy that you guys finally got out and got to do the pottery class because, I mean, it's been a hot minute that you guys have been trying to do it. It has been two months in the making, so hopefully the next class doesn't take another two months because we had honestly so much fun. It was such a blast. The instructor was so nice and everyone else in the class was like around our age, maybe a little bit older, so they were all super nice and it was just like some chill vibes. There was like music going. We're having a good time. Incredible. I also spilled bleach on my shirt this morning. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I spilled bleach on my shirt. Um, well, time to tie-dye it. <laughs> and then I also was FaceTiming one of my friends and I spilled my entire cup of tea all over myself. No, it wasn't hot thank- thankfully like it was like room temperature all over myself um and then i also got bleach on my pants a couple days ago <laughs> just, i'm really not doing you well you cannot be trusted with the bleach oh no i i like it wasn't even pure bleach it was just like bleach in a cleaner uh-huh. which i mean like it's still bleach of course but i thought it'd be a little bit more diluted than that and i know bleach is bleach and it comes out no matter what but i don't know like a right. cleaner with bleach i thought it'd be different than just like bleach in a bottle but exactly but it's still not (laughs) no kidding it's just one splash and you're out bleach scares me oh actually i um another little update for you guys on my end i got a new couch this weekend yes and we've talked about environments and how important it is to like have the space feel like welcoming and comfy and just happy and when i tell you that my living room has been the complete opposite of that since i've moved in here just the couch that i had the little sectional and chair that I had in my apartment it did not make the most of the space and it made it feel very crammed and my roommate and I we really couldn't both like be in there at the same time without yeah. it feeling just kind of like crowded and uncomfy like one person would have to kind of awkwardly sit on this chair and then only one person could fit on the couch and the chaise would like kind of cut off the entryway like into the living room so it wasn't ideal but I just kind of been putting up with it because I was like I can't afford a new couch and the idea of moving right now sounds like actual hell on earth so yeah i finally found a couch on facebook marketplace for free and it fits what perfect in our apartment took out the old couch and then we brought in the new one and the space makes me so much happier now i am so excited yeah and it just goes to show that once again the environment around you investing in that is so important Mm -hmm. it just really changes the entire space like both my roommate and i are just excited we're like we want to host things now and have friends over like we're having this game night and i'm like i've been so stressed about the game night because i was like i don't know where people are gonna sit but now we have the sectional that fits absolutely perfect and we can sit seven people on a big comfy couch and well not have to worry about it so i am that's incredible beyond excited and we also got a uh, little kind of like spot carpet cleaner so we've been using that to kind of clean the couch because as any used couch that you get it's got a couple questionable stains on it but whatever it was <laughs> free 99 so we are can't beat we can't beat that i'm so excited because on my tiktok i don't know if you guys have these on your for you page couch stripping or like laundry stripping Mm -hmm. i am so bloody excited i'm gonna take off all of the 
covers on them and I'm going to put them all in my bathtub and I'm going to fill it up with all the special solution and I'm just going to let it soak and see how much comes out of it. And then we're going to throw them in the laundry and then it's going to be like a brand new couch. And I just cannot wait for how satisfying that's going to be. I actually like, I don't want to see what comes out. I really don't. Like I'm, okay. I love cleaning and I love making sure that it's like clean, but just I would get, if I could put blinders on while doing that, love. Yeah. I don't want to know the colors that are coming out of this. Luckily you just got it. Yeah. But I mean, if you stripped your old couch. <laughs> I don't want to know. I really don't want to know because that was also a used couch and I never did it because it like didn't really look that bad. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. But yeah. Yeah. What color is your new couch? It's, it's still like a beige color. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is very exciting. If you guys are interested on our Instagram stories, when I strip it, I will do some little clips for you guys so you can see how satisfying it's going to be. I'm like terrified to see how much because even with just the little spot cleaner, we cleaned the ottoman and obviously that's where you put your yeah. feet and the water was black yep. and i was like "Woo, yep this is gonna be a good one yep yep not a lot of people clean their couches no. not even a lot of people vacuum their couches which is <sighs> boggles my mind insane to me yeah not but not a lot of people like wash the covers they have zippers wash them exactly you're, you're, you're supposed to exactly <laughs> there's a reason why they have zippers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i think that kind of wraps up our weekly updates a little bit longer mm. of a weekly update this week sorry guys but just kind of <laughs> on one right now this week we're going to be talking about food anxiety yeah, and just our relationship with food over the past 25 years and how it's kind of like yeah. formed and developed and kind of what our journey has been like around our anxiety journeys in relation to food. Yeah. Well, do you want to kick us off? So for me, um, my food anxiety started really, really early on. I, for as long as I can remember, obviously one of my anxiety triggers was like feeling sick and like not having access to a washroom or like what if I'm out and about and I eat something and it just really upsets my stomach. So I was always anxious around food. And even from a very, very young age, I remember going out for dinner with my parents and it just always being like an issue of me getting super anxious and then having to like go to the bathroom and have a little panic attack because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to eat and I'm not at home. I don't feel safe. It was just such a weird dynamic to have it around mm -hmm. something that like as a human, you need to eat to survive why is it making me so scared? So that's kind of where my food anxiety journey, I guess, started. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, that's something you've also like carried throughout your adulthood. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I'm not saying that every time I would go out, I would be really anxious. But as I got older, if it was around like new people and in a new environment, super scared, always, especially going out on dates or just with a boy in general. I think a lot of girls can relate to this. You just won't really eat. Or the classic like, oh, a girl's going to order a salad. Because yeah. <laughs> in my head, and I think in a lot of other girls' heads, just eating around a guy, like, I don't want them to think that I'm fat. I don't want them to know that I eat. Mm. Which is so weird. Because obviously everyone eats to survive. And that is something that I've corrected yeah. in my brain since. But it just seemed like something that we should maybe talk about on the podcast. Because I think we both struggled with that. And we both corrected our relationship with food. And even though oh, it's an yeah. ongoing battle, it's still important just to kind of like talk about where we came from and why we had these food anxieties and maybe along the way, what we picked up, some like tips and tricks, you know? So like, mm -hmm. where did yours kind of stem from or start? Um, I think it really only started like in high school when you're kind of more cautious of like, what would you look like or what other people are perceiving you to be or like when you have lunch all together in like the calf and you're all like staring at each other mm. <laughs> as they eat it yeah um but it was never 
really as bad looking back at it now as an adult like i don't think it was ever that bad of course it felt bad in the moment Mm -hmm. but i don't know if it was ever as bad as i remember it being unless it's just me um remembering it differently which is very plausible my memory is just being warped for some reason but i think as an adult it manifests in my life a little bit differently and i was able to correct it in a different way rather than just being a teenager not just like naturally having a good relationship with food which i feel like a lot of teenagers just don't like a lot of female teenagers just don't Mm -hmm. naturally which is horrible and but that's just you know body image and all of that stuff (laughs) yeah it's like body image and then also i think it's important to note that like our mothers like grew up in a very big like diet culture where that was like the hot thing it's like how to drop 15 pounds in a week and just inherently like being a young woman and then being around that kind of like relationship with food you just pick up certain things. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. When even, not really our parent generation, but our younger generation, when you look at like Disney Channel, all the like plus size characters were just regular sized women. <laughs> regular sized characters. And we were made to believe that they were bigger yeah. than they really are or were. And it's just so sad that that's what was drilled in our brain being like, mm-hmm. all right, this is this is your plus size character for the show. This is them. This is what they're going to look like. And even just, I remember that So Raven episode (laughs) where they were dealing with like eating disorders and body image and Raven Simone was just like a regular sized person and she was going up against this like size zero model and they were saying like, being curvy is fine. And you're like, are you even, what do you mean? Curvy? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, I'm laughing, but it's truly, it's not funny when you're looking back and you look back at it. No. It's just comical. That's what was drilled into our heads. Exactly. But definitely different relationship with food. I think growing up, now that I'm thinking about it, food, when I was playing sports, Mm. was always drilled in my head being like, this is your nutrition. Like, this is your energy. Please eat carbs. Like, that's what you need. Right. And then once I stopped playing sports, like later in high school, I was just like, wait, how do I feed myself? Like, how, what do I eat? What goes in my body? Mm-hmm. I'm not being active really anymore. So like, what do I eat? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that kind of like messed me up a little bit. And then being active in my adulthood, I've been able to transform it back into the whole food is energy thing. But it took a little bit of a dip there for sure. Definitely. That is another really, really good point that I didn't think about. But yeah, being so active in sports all throughout kind of high school and growing up. And then as soon as you stop doing that, it's a whole different dynamic that you need to figure out like a whole new diet that you need to figure out and that's just hard in itself because there's so much misinformation online if you're like trying to research on like okay well how should i be properly feeding my body and like fueling it and i mean i still feel like i kind of struggle with that because half the time i'm like well i don't know like i kind of know a rough idea but am i doing it wrong and you can definitely overthink it and Mm -hmm. just kind of overthink yourself into a hole where like okay well it's just easier not to eat anything and that's a very detrimental way to think and it's something that we should not (laughs) be doing at this age no so what's something that you did in order to help like switch your mindset or to kind of help get out of that food is not good for you mindset i started working out more Mm -hmm. and not in like an unhealthy way but i just kind of prioritized like okay well food is fuel and if i want to eat how i usually eat i should be working out and like using that fuel to like build muscle and be healthy And it also kind of silenced those voices in my head telling me that I was fat and I didn't deserve to eat because, well, you didn't really burn any calories today because you were just sitting at work and moving your mouse around. So as long as I was like moving and getting a good sweat in, it just felt like I earned it, I guess. Do you find you still need to like earn your meals though? I I, like noticed you kind of use that word. Yeah. 
god that's probably yeah it is definitely still something that i struggle with yeah i still definitely feel like i need to earn them i mean now the voices in my head they're not as loud telling me like the negative like oh you're gonna be like so fat or you're gonna gain so much weight if you eat this without working out now it's more you need to eat three meals a day regardless so i'm kind of just like forcing myself to eat it and then countering those voices in my head when they kind of go off just being like no just being alive is burning energy and being enough so i should be eating the working out just kind of almost makes me feel more proud because i'm like okay i'm doing the thing i'm being a full human i have no reason to be mean to myself i'm working out i'm eating healthy i'm choosing to put good food in my body regardless and instead of opting for like ordering out on days where i feel lazy i'll try meal prep on the weekend so that i always just have something healthy and easy to grab i think you made a good point there of no you're earning your meals by breathing mm-hmm. <laughs> breathing burns calories digesting food burns calories walking around walking to your fridge yep walking to your office from your car like that's all burning calories and i think it's really important that if someone wants to look at it as i need to earn my meals which is a very difficult frame of mind to get out of Mm -hmm. i think you can just flip it or try to saying like i am earning my meals like i am yes no matter if i work out for an hour separately or not like just existing when i'm hungry it means that my body has zero fuel left like i need to replenish it's not me shoving takeout every into my mouth every second (laughs) that's not what we're talking about we're saying if you're hungry eat it's your body signaling that you need to eat and i think it's something i didn't really register when i was like a young female Mm -hmm. or like a teenager saying like i didn't realize how strong that signal in my body was when you can almost make it like a game with yourself to ignore it (laughs) yep (laughs) like it's it's sad but i'm sure it's just like everything it's unfortunate that a lot of females can relate to what we're saying Mm -hmm. i think working out is huge to kind of battle that because kind of helps you to get past the earning stage because then you just naturally become more active and you're hungry more and you're like you want to eat exactly but it is it is hard to get out of the like earning your meals mindset because it is something that's been ingrained been ingrained in us from like day one i feel like just with social media and being a part of that generation that was right at the beginning of when it started to really become like a social aspect more than just like a platform where people could keep in touch like we were really part of like the instagram generation where you're just constantly seeing models post from that like very specific angle and i mean we've talked about this many times before but just in the relation to food sense like i remember constantly watching victoria's secret models like what i eat in a day what i eat in a week and not fully registering that like that is a very niche market of women that can eat like this and they're working out every day and they're going to fittings and they're under eating ridiculously because they're constantly in a calorie deficit because they need to be like the skinniest version of themselves and me being a 16 year old girl trying to aspire to that was just so it was never going to happen and the idea of like not reaching that we just naturally have different body types and it's so sad as a female i don't think you really understand your body type until you're like in your 20s (laughs) yep and it's so weird to be like i've had this body my entire life so why have i why have i been fighting like these curves i'm supposed to have or like where this fat is placed or my thighs are bigger my arms are bigger like why am i fighting that why do i need to look at a model or like these victoria's eager models and like why is that what i'm aiming for when i we have just completely different body types exactly that's not like real and no unfortunately i feel like a lot of my body issues also kind of came down to how i perceived my body but i was also so 
obsessed with like i wanted guys to look at me and be like oh she's good looking but i was always Mm -hmm. under the impression that people would look at me and think oh she's fat like gross we're not dealing with that even though i was so far from that but yeah just eating in general like do you remember (laughs) like going over to your boyfriend's house for the first time like your first real boyfriend and just going for a family dinner and eating the smallest amount possible like eating enough so that you're still considerate towards the meal that his family made for you but also just kind of like pushing it around your plate and eating as little as possible because you're like i also don't want them to think like whoa jane ate a lot at dinner or make have someone god forbid someone makes a comment of like oh going for seconds oh must be really hungry oh my god no I remember just getting comments, not by anyone like specifically in my life, but just in general of my life. Just people commenting on the way you're eating or how much you're eating or how little you're eating. Yeah. And I don't know why that was so acceptable for even adults to be commenting on like a 16 year old's intake of food in front of everyone. Like, why why are you commenting? Like, if you're concerned, talk to me privately. (laughs) Talk to this person privately. No need to like shame them in front of everyone and i think that's something that was so acceptable back then and very controversial opinion i find i always get a little bit of slack by saying this but body positivity works both ways oh my gosh yes it can't be positive just by someone and supporting their curves but as soon as someone gets like model thin how dare you look like that that's like unhealthy how like how much little you're eating go eat a sandwich exactly that was the big diss and i think it's more acceptable now to say those things on like my end saying i support both Mm -hmm. but before like when i was a teenager i was so thin and i would constantly get comments telling me to go eat why are you so skinny like are you anorexic like those full comments just in front of people (laughs) just like why are you commenting on my body like what are you talking about imagine if someone was the opposite and they had curves and they were saying how much are you eating like you should definitely stop eating why are we commenting (laughs) exactly that stuff stays with you forever 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 like i will never forget i might have talked about this already um on a previous episode but i remember i posted a photo of myself in a bikini i think it was this was back in like grade nine maybe grade 10 i'd gone on a family trip and i was just like really feeling myself so i posted it Love. and yeah. well someone made an anonymous fake account yeah. and commented on it wow you've really let yourself go and i still think about that to this day still yeah. think about it just the littlest of comments that anyone makes yeah. about your body and how directly your body image relates to food it just it threw me for a downward spiral yeah oh i the same thing i remember very specifically i remember exactly who it was in the seventh grade commented on my body in front of everyone i won't say what they said but it just stuck with me it's to this day i remember the moment because i was just yep. like why are people commenting on my body like it was just so weird to me and, and i grew up in a pretty positive household where yes we were aware that diet culture was a thing but it, we were never shamed about how much or how little we ate, mm-hmm. which I applaud my parents because they both did a really good job of that. So as soon as I got into like the real world, into like middle yeah. school, where boys specifically were a lot more vocal about <laughs> their thoughts, I guess. I don't really know if you even call them thoughts. And no filter ever. Opinions, I guess. Yeah. About your body and the way you look like, even your face. Like I remember boys just being so mean. Of course, girls can be even meaner. But mm-hmm. I remember boys just being very vocal about other people in the classroom or like you to your face. 
and I don't know if it's the same now in a classroom of children I really don't know but back then it was it's almost like the teacher like was pretending not to listen about what was going on and that people were just commenting about body types or the way you look if you had braces like acne on your face like I remember just being so vocal and it's like why are you what are you doing (laughs) yeah like what are you doing (laughs) just stay in your lane (laughs) those things stick with people and we're not saying anything groundbreaking like I'm sure people listening have the exact same story of someone commenting on Mm-hmm. your body or you commenting on someone else's body and so we're not saying like groundbreaking things but it's it's just it's like i said like it's comical looking back at it now thinking i put so much weight to what other people are saying about my body that i carry it to this day 10 yeah. years ago over 10 years ago i'm carrying it to this day thinking wait was that true like do they mean it like that do i actually still look like that what like what yeah. would they say now that person probably doesn't remember saying that <laughs> exactly and that's the thing that kind of pisses me off the most is that like people just don't understand how much weight their words have on other people. Oh, yeah. And I think now people have realized a little bit more, but I'm sure it still happens all the time. And yeah, like you said, 10 years down the road, it's like still something that I think in my head all the time. Yeah. Replay that. Yeah. So do you have any like tips? I know you said working out kind of helped you shift your mindset, but do you have anything else that you kind of learned along the way that helps you with like eating specifically and like body image mm-hmm. uh, meal prepping has definitely helped me a lot as well because i also struggle with the classic 3 p.m thought at work like oh my gosh what am i having for dinner tonight like i feel so tired i don't have energy to go to the grocery store i don't have energy to prepare a meal like i would just love to order takeout and not have to worry about it so yeah meal prepping and always just kind of having something ready to go in my fridge has helped me so much because I know that I'm not going to make a bad decision because the food's already there and it's healthy and I'm just going to eat it. It kind of is almost kind of like a check mark that I can check off and be like, perfect. I'm eating and I'm working towards getting more excited about like cooking and doing things around food to to enjoy the process of making it and then enjoying eating something that I made. That's a good one. Yeah. What about you? Kind of what we talked about and but genuinely working out has helped me a lot. And I think slowly you'll eventually just lose the thought of like earning your meals because your mindset will just switch into food as fuel. And even if you stop working out, I feel like that mindset kind of sticks with you because it's a change of mindset. It's not just like your band-aid solution trying to cover it up, trying to make up for the calories you ate. Like as long as you do the work and changing your mindset as you're working out, I think that really helps. You'll just naturally get more hungry and you'll be okay with eating and i think that's the biggest change i really do and it's i feel like it's something that's so simple but i think it may not work for everyone and maybe this is something that you can't really give a whole lot of advice on and i think it may just be like you figuring out what works for you but i think it's important to remember if you are struggling with food anxiety that it's (laughs) like you're really not alone and no everyone deals with it no matter what no matter gender or age or like background i feel like everyone has dealt with food anxiety so i think it's just important to face it head on and don't look for bad solutions don't like feed into Mm -hmm. those negative thoughts because that's not how you get over it exactly and don't try to just go for like the quick fixes those like fad diets where you think you're gonna drop 15 pounds in a week if you do keto extreme or things like that like those diets sure i'm sure they do have science behind them and some of them can work in certain situations maybe but nine times out of ten they're very dangerous and they don't work they just give you even worse like food 
habits that you start picking up and so i think it's just really important like you said to remember everyone's struggling with it as long as you're consciously consciously eating your fruits and vegetables trying to make food that tastes good Mm -hmm. and is also giving you like a good amount of fuel that you need for your day you don't need to calorie count you don't need to constantly measure your macros and play that whole number game because that is where things can spiral into ed territory that we don't want to enter or try your best (laughs) not to get there i wanted to touch on something that you said uh those like keto diets or Mm -hmm. just slim fast like drop 15 pounds in a week those type of diets they work because you're not eating and as soon as you put something real into your body after you're done this two week lose 50 pounds diet you're gonna gain it all back because your body's like nutrition like let me hold on to this fat like i'm when you you're starving me type of thing yep you're losing weight because you're starving yourself and it's not a healthy way the only way to lose weight is calories out versus calories in like it it's there's not something you can hack you can't hack the system your body's just naturally gonna lose weight mm-hmm. if you just stop eating it's it's frustrating watching these people especially on social media like preach all these like crazy diets and yeah and like go keto and you'll you know only eat a vegetable a day and you'll lose weight it's like of course you'll lose weight a vegetable a day a brick of cream cheese and bacon like mm, yeah how is that healthier than just making a yummy filling salad literally like of course you're gonna lose weight just use your head in those types of situations hundred percent another tip that i also have that has also really helped me is i at least i'm hoping a lot of people can relate to this but when I walk into a grocery store, I get super overwhelmed and things end up in my cart that like I don't intend to end up in my cart. Mm. And that has always been a struggle for me. So I would always avoid going to the grocery store, which therefore creates not having groceries in my fridge to make like healthy meals and meal prep for the week. So I started during COVID, during curbside pickup and just ordering all my groceries online. And that has made it so much easier. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm just completely eliminating the overwhelmingness of like walking into a grocery store and thinking, oh my God, okay, so what do I need to like get through the week and walking around in circles and going back and forth and then getting in my head being like, people are watching me go in circles being like, who is this <laughs> girl? She has no idea what's going on. So that has helped immensely because my fridge is just always stocked with like healthy food options. And that yeah. cannot preach enough. If you have the option to do it, I mean, in the States, Safeway, Fred Meyer, as long as you're spending like 30 bucks, per curbside pickup is free. And nine times out of 10, like groceries are expensive. So it's about $30 yeah. anyways. So I highly yeah. recommend trying to do curbside pickup and just avoid that. Cause then you're not having like Oreos fall into your cart accidentally. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more of a decision to click like add to cart rather than just grabbing it as you're walking by. And it makes it a lot easier to like, you can add things to the cart and then you can also go back and remove things without Mm. picking it up and then you have it in your cart and you're like okay well i don't want to walk all the way to the other end of the store to put that back on the shelf so i guess i'm buying it yeah that's a really good point um and i kind of hope someone listening grabbed something from this episode and i know we didn't really say anything too groundbreaking but i think it's important just to even acknowledge the topic that it's it's real and yeah unfortunately at 25 we're still kind of dealing with it it's not something you graduate with graduate from when you graduate high school yeah and sticks with you. i think it's just important to if you're dealing with food anxiety you're not alone and you can get through it and it's just very natural and humans eat i'm sorry they do they exactly. eat 
I, ha- I have to eat. Everyone eats. If you're on a date with a guy, he's going to eat. Why are you not going to eat? Like, yeah. don't starve yourself just because you want to try to come off as this, like, skinny queen. Because nine times out of ten, guys <laughs> like a girl who can eat. Skinny queen. Because it's like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, try not to worry about being a skinny queen. That will just come naturally. We are all exactly. skinny queens, no matter what your body size is. Skinny queen is a mindset. It is. It is pretty, It is a mindset. <laughs> agree 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 do you want to lead us into some recommendations yeah let's jump on into weekly recommendations and then let our bloomers go off into the world and get over their food anxieties yeah <laughs> my recommendation for this week is something that i have been making and meal prepping a lot and it's super easy and it just starts your day off with like a lot of good fuel i think i've been on that overnight oats train mm. and I have just been doing a package of oatmeal, just kind of like the regular, no added like sugars or none of that like brown sugar Quaker things because those are deceptively not oh, healthy. horrible for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I just take regular oats, chia seeds, a little bit of shredded coconut, and then mix all that together. And then I fill it up, a little mason jar up with frozen blueberries and then almond milk. And then I kind of shake it up. I let that sit in my fridge overnight. And then in the morning, I'll top it off with um, like a spoonful of almond butter and some like uh, frozen cherries. Love. And that has been my breakfast. It's so easy to take to work. It's so yummy. It keeps me full up until lunch. Just not having to worry about the, oh my gosh, okay, well, what am I going to have for breakfast in the morning? You just grab it out of your fridge and go. So easy. And prepping it at night is actually kind of fun. It's become a little hobby of like, okay, great. I get to make a little, little mason jar full of things. So that is my recommendation for the week. If you're struggling trying to figure out what to eat in the mornings, especially because breakfast is the most important meal of the day, I highly recommend it. That is really important. I feel like some people can really easily skip breakfast because Mm -hmm. they just it's too overwhelming and they just like don't know what to eat especially when you don't work from home and it's yeah it's like that you have to make it like a thing work from home it's just so easy just to go and sit at your desk and eat. yeah exactly like if you're going into the office and commuting like you need to find a breakfast that you can travel with like transport it to the office or you're having to wake up early and like eat breakfast which a lot of people don't want to because if you're working mm-hmm. a corporate job you're probably having to be there at 8 30 and depending on how far you have to move or how far you have to drive in like it's a whole thing yeah i love that oh my recommendation this week is a little bit of a weird one i came across this video on youtube and it is a speech from Medea, mm-hmm. and i understand Medea is a fictional character i completely understand that and <laughs> i understand but the way the speech is presented and just the kind of passion she says it with I think really spoke to me and it's just a speech about just like letting people go Mm -hmm. letting things just come in and out of your life naturally and making it kind of like with ease I think this speech she just says it really well and I've kind of been listening to this speech like on repeat it's just called Medea let them go life-changing speech it will be linked of course life-changing speech (laughs) Yeah. yeah but I just it just kind of brought me a lot of comfort listening to this it just kind of spoke to me i don't know i don't know i don't know it just kind of spoke to me (laughs) yeah there doesn't need to be a huge explanation behind it if it's impactful it's impactful uh just for some of our listeners who might not know who she is like where is she from oh she's from the tyler perry films um there's a bunch of them just like the Medea films she's just a character like a fictional character from the movies gotcha I don't know how to explain her. She has like a bunch of movies or Tyler Perry, I guess, is a bunch of movies playing her. Like Nicole said, we'll have it linked below. And I mean, if you guys found it impactful, would love to hear about it. Yeah. You guys know how to reach us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah hopefully you listen to it and hopefully you pick something up from this episode if not hope you guys just listen to us talk for an hour yeah or at least you just found it relatable and you were like yeah ditto girl yeah been through Mm -hmm. the same thing exactly thanks for listening yeah thank you for listening and uh we'll have lots of fun vegas stories for you guys next time we jump on here so yes have fun keep blooming and remember to be kind to yourself you're the one that you go home with every night yeah be kind to yourself love yourself because we love you exactly bye guys love you bye love you bye (laughs) 